I'm Caleb Kid Coy, Epic Legacy Hero Builder, and I'd like to welcome you to Living Like a Bank. Along with myself, you'll hear from other successful experts and people who are busy serving and empowering many lives. You'll see how we're showing others to become debt-free in record time as they build economic discipline while generating a bulletproof family legacy revenue stream together. We'll learn how to live and operate just like the banks do. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the latest edition of Living Like a Bank. We're so happy you're joining us here today, and I'm here with my guest, Oliver Pereira. Sounds just like a Porsche Carrera, and Oliver, welcome. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Caleb. Uh, thank you for having me. Um, really enjoy uh, being here. Well, super, super stoked. Oliver and I have had some conversations over the phone, and Oliver, I, I love your heart and um, that we share a lot of similar DNA in the way that we approach service of others and serving others first. And just that you share a, a strong legacy mindset like myself and others within our organization. And, and Oliver, Oliver and I were uh, introduced by uh, Chris, who was uh, the last gentleman that I interviewed on the Living Like a Bank podcast. And so those conversations have gone very well, Oliver, because we've, we've talked about uh, living like a bank, banking like a bank, and we've also talked about the power of estate planning and legacy. So tell us a little bit about your background and your history and what led you into financial services and how you got to where you are today. Definitely, uh, Caleb. So yeah, uh, well, let me go uh, way back. Um, I was born in Bolivia, South America, and uh, my family and I, we moved to Houston, uh, Texas, uh, back uh, when I was seven years old. So, um, you know, we came here, of course, you know, pursuing the, the American dream and uh, uh, went to school, went to college, you know, really like wanting to uh, always pursue that dream. Um, again, you know, just uh, modeling after my parents, you know, working really hard. And, um, you know, I've been uh, working for a couple of decades already. I've been in um, oil and gas. I've been in commercial real estate and also healthcare. And I've learned a lot, you know, failed a lot as well. And always, you know, in the pursuit of, you know, finding this financial freedom, right? That, you know, everybody uh, looks for the American dream. And um, I, I basically, you know, I found uh, Chris. I don't know how you found Chris. I forget, you know, how you guys met, but I found Chris just in, you know, just a normal search that I was doing, uh, I was trying to uh, pay down my house. I recently got, uh, you know, a brand new house and, you know, have another 30 year mortgage. And I just was trying to, you know, see like there has to be a better way to, to pay this down and also to uh, get rid of all this debt. As I learned a lot, you know, through the years that, you know, that it's one of the things that basically, you know, keeps you from, uh, from really like accumulating wealth or investing or doing anything. I mean, it's just really like a, like a big weight on you. So um, I was lucky enough, blessed enough, you know, to uh, to meet Chris and he introduced me to the concept of um, of banking like a bank. And uh, I really learned a lot, you know, with him. And, uh, you know, when I was when I met him, I was doing um, business coaching. And, uh, you know, like once I found out about, you know, how he does it and how it can work, I was really excited to, you know, to work with him and I wanted to immediately, uh, you know, share this new information with everybody else. So I immediately started working with him and, you know, basically the, the rest is history. Very nice, Oliver. 
And you, you have quite a diverse background in history, which number one is really cool, but you mentioned something earlier that I'd like to dig into a little bit. You mentioned that, um, dreaded word failure. And over the years, we as entrepreneurs and you know, people in the financial services industries, and I think regardless of, of what the background is, that there is a stigma at times in the way that we perceive failure and um, that, it's, that's, it's, that it's a negative thing. But I read, um, it was actually, it was Tom Billyhue that had, had put a video out the other day and, and he said within it, failure is the most information rich data stream on planet earth. And I love that because as entrepreneurs, we change our perspective, I think, over the years of failure. And the more that we do, the more that we use it as an opportunity to learn and grow from. So based on, you know, your really cool cultural background and history, what would you say are the top one or two failures and mistakes that you made that really were your opportunity for insight on personal growth and advancement? Uh, let me see. Like, so yeah, I've, I have so many failures and, uh, you know, on, on the failure topic, I think, you know, we are, um, you know, I think the school system is, is definitely broken and we're taught to, uh, not like failure, right? I mean, not, you know, failure is a bad thing Yeah. and always, you know, it's always, here's the A, here's the B, here's 195, but always, you know, not looking to learn but always looking to get that, you know, mythical A and B and just really uh, to look good and never really appreciate what failure can bring, like all the lessons that it can bring. So I was brainwashed uh, with that. And that has been like, you know, really big, um, I guess, uh, struggle, you know, throughout my whole career that not really like trying to avoid failure, trying to not do it. So um, I guess my, one of my biggest failures, I guess it would be that uh, I did not, uh, you know, go out into the entrepreneurship uh, world sooner. Uh, you know, back in my 20s, I did, you know, dabble here and there trying to do it and uh, had some failures and um, just really like, you know, just didn't want to do that again, you know, because, again, I was uh, just programmed to 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 think of a failure of a, not as a learning lesson, but, you know, as a, you know, this bad stigma. Right. So I think. That is definitely one thing that I regret and I consider, you know, a big failure. And then second, I would say is that uh, I learned a lot, you know, throughout the years. I've read many books, uh, many books that have really changed me and accumulated a lot of knowledge, 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 knowledge. But um, I failed to really implement a lot of the things that I've learned. I was like, oh, yeah, that's really cool you know, risk, real estate, you know, investing tactic, this, you know, uh, something on, you know, trust, you know, states, like I've learned a lot, you know, but the big problem was that, you know, I didn't want to go out and implement because I was like, well, what if it fails? You know, what if it does this? So, so then I would say that those are the two biggest failures that, uh, that I, you know, I have many, but like, those are the two major ones that, uh, that really haunt me, you know, for, you know, again, not stepping out and just, saying like, you know, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like, you know, if I fail or not, like I need to, I need to just take it, you know, as a learning experience, if it doesn't go my way. Sure. hundred percent. And you touched on something powerful again. And I love that this is another element of the backgrounds that you and I both share. 
And um, I don't think we should look at it as a regret because, again, I'm, I'm reminded of Napoleon Hill talking about men and women doing their greatest work from the age of 40 to 60 and that really being their prime. So it's never too late to start if that's in your heart to become right. an entrepreneur. And that's what I want the audience to understand. But again, you touched on something. So failures become a platform for growth and success. However, reading books is great. Like you, Oliver, there are books sitting behind me on my shelf that were absolutely transformative for my mindset and personal growth. However, you can have all the knowledge in the world, but without the proper application and implementation, it's moot. It's not going to get you anywhere. So I love that you brought up that you've got to have, you've got to follow up and implement the things right. that you learn. And that can be a challenge, right? Because if you're a little bit, you know, ADD like myself, I've got books I've got to read a few times. And every time I go back, I go, whoa, something hits me right between the eyes that I just, I didn't catch the first couple of times. What's the most uh, impactful book that you've read so far in your personal growth development and entrepreneurial journey, Oliver? Definitely, I would say without a doubt, it would be um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Robert Kiyosaki, that was love most, that book. You know, like, I mean, eye opening. I read it like in my early 20s and really, like, just, you know, really like woke me up to like, wow, I mean, I didn't know that this is the way the world ran. And this is, <laughs> these are all the things that, that, that I need to do. It was a really, again, eye opening. But uh, again, you know, knowledge is not power, it's just potential power. Uh, you have to really go out and, and actually use it. And that has been something that I've read a couple of times and it's been with me throughout all these years. And then, you know, I'm basically like, you know, really trying to implement all those uh, nuggets, gold nuggets that uh, they're that in the book. So, yeah, definitely that uh, Robert Kiyosaki. That's a that's an extraordinary book full of nuggets. And I still have the uh, audio teaching set that came with the book when I first got it and it sits in my iPhone and, you know, periodically I will go back and listen to it. And I mean, it's just such powerful foundational tools. And I don't know about yourself, but I had the rich dad, poor dad experience. And it was a, it was a long, long journey, you know, for me, 35 you know plus years to really break out of the poverty mindsets and mentalities that I was raised with. And so Robert really has a handle on that. And I, I love uh, how vocal he's become over the recent years. I mean, he's, you know, no bars hold, not, not pulling any punches. He I just it. Tells, it, you know, <laughs> tells it like it is. And you've got to appreciate that because we're, you know, we're in a day and age, unfortunately, where um, everything has to be politically correct. And uh, you, you got to be more cautious about what you say, but yet at times people need to hear, you know, the hit you between the eyes kind of truth. So I appreciate that you shared that. So we talked about a bit about your background, Oliver. We talked about what kind of led you to finding banking like a bank concept, because this is a journey, right? This whole entrepreneurial legacy wealth building is pieces of a puzzle. And a lot of it is to find out what works, you have to discover what doesn't work, right? As an investor, I know many failures. I know many losses as, as well as many successes. And so we've, we've been brought to this place where you and I, Oliver, after years of, of research and discovery, we found something that really, really works well. It's foundational, but it's not necessarily, you know, mainstream public knowledge, especially the way that we're going about it. So talk to us a little bit about how 
banking like a bank and living like a bank has changed your personal life and family legacy perspective? Yeah, well, banking like a bank, you know, again, like how it was presented by Chris, um, it was a, it was something revolutionary for me because, like, you know, again, I've, I've heard the whole infinite banking concept, uh, you know, a couple years ago, but just little pieces of it, but never really fully understanding how I can implement it in my, you know, for my personal situation. So with with Chris, I was able to really see it, but also not only uh, implement it now, but also plan ahead, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 years into the future to see what that would look like, you know, and then to see what the uh, comp uh, the compounding in facts would uh, would do. And also to really think about like, you know, hey, we're all going to die one day, right? I mean, it's like, you know, what's what's next after that? You know, what can I leave uh, to my kids? And also to just the power of leverage as well. I have, you know, this money that I can uh, I can act like a bank. And uh, again, you know, banks, very profitable. You know, they're very, very powerful. They uh, they know how to make money. They know how to uh, basically keep moving uh, funds and, and making money out of thin air. But uh, if I can find uh, a way how to act like a bank and then make money like a bank, you know, I think that's that was a very powerful lesson. And um, and I've implemented that and also in paying my debts and converting the really cool part that uh, really cool part about the whole thing was like converting the debts into into wealth, which I never heard of that concept before. Mm -hmm. and, um, I'm not going to go into the, you know, the concept of how it really works, but the big idea of converting the debts into wealth, wealth that, can, that will be able to take care of you and your family uh way way into you know past uh retirement that uh that has been really revolutionary for me and um i've been following it you know just you know getting into the habit of uh you know basically using my uh, discretionary income you know putting it together you know funding the bank you know every month and then also you know borrowing from it and then using the same dollar twice so i think uh that has been really great and uh it's it's something that uh I like sharing with everyone else because it's something that it's not mainstream. I mean, it's, you know, it's, you hear it, you see it, you know, you see it all over the internet, but you know, really, I see that a lot of people really don't know how to really use it. Yeah. And I think the way that we're using it is, uh, is definitely the way, uh, that it should be used. Um, there are a lot of people, again, you know, a lot of gurus or so-called gurus out there that, uh, I think they're leading a lot of people astray, but, uh, you know, I like the, that we're definitely not doing that and we're really uh we're, we're users first we're using it on ourselves That's and then right. we're that information yeah I, I love that you brought that up to oliver and and i don't know that you know i would say the majority of these agents out there that that we consider maybe doing it wrong or not utilizing it to the fullest extent of its power is because of the fact that they don't know any better and like yourself, this was a concept that I was aware of and somewhat familiar with for years. But until I discovered, you know, and it, it, it's like talking about, you know, some some secret sauce that has, has been discovered, a, a long lost art. The, the, the concept has been there, if you will. The, the yeah. foundational principle has always been there. But technology and artificial intelligence have allowed us to, you use this term, leverage its power to the fullest extent. And I don't know about you, Oliver, but, you know, part of my upbringing and, and negative 
poverty mindset came with my perception of debt. All I knew was that all debt was bad. And um, coming from a family that, you know, okay, you know, we've got a perfect credit score, but they never leveraged that credit score to build wealth. So talk to us a little bit about, and again, we don't have to go into in-depth detail about this, but again, we're talking about leveraging something that in many people's minds is still a negative thing, but debt can be the most powerful tool that you've ever utilized. And that's what we're teaching our clients. Isn't it Oliver that their debt, that your mortgage, your credit card debt can become the seed that empowers your future legacy. So just expound on that for us a little bit and what it means to you. Perfect. Yeah, uh, definitely for bringing it up. Uh, thank you. Uh, basically it's the same concept of like, you know, the obstacle is the way, right? I mean, the, hmm. that, uh, that big, uh, obstacle that we have which is debt right it prevents us from you know enjoying our, our money going on vacation investing uh, doing anything i mean it's just something that uh, it's just looming there and most americans they don't know what to do with it they don't know how to get rid of it and they're usually like following the bank's plan which is going to be 25 30 years or even more than 30 years that they're going to be repaying that and and the really cool concept of like what you were saying is that to not be afraid of debt and then really leverage it. And uh, again, you know, this is a concept that uh, I was familiar with, you know, that's that's how you do a lot of real estate investing, right? I mean, you leverage, you know, you have to have debt. There's no way you're gonna like, you know, make, you know, just pay something uh, cash and make it work. It's all about leverage, but leveraging debt in the way that, you know, consumer debt, that's that was like a new concept for me. And uh, to leverage it the way that we teach and I think it's it's great because it's something that uh, everyone has, right? What American household does not have debt? Right. They have everyone has debt, but nobody has a plan, right? You know uh, how to retire or how to accumulate wealth. And uh, most Americans are going to be working past sixty-five, past seventy, and to show them that the wealth, I mean, the debt that they have, they can turn into wealth. I mean, it's absolutely like just phenomenal. I think. Yeah, absolutely. And this this is such an extraordinary tool, guys. And it's so exciting because you can hear the passion in Oliver and I's voice and Chris and others that we've interviewed, Dave, because it's real. It's legitimate. And again, like I said, we're all utilizing these tools to empower our own lives and family legacies and stay ahead of inflation, get ahead of the curve with all this rising mortgage interest. And I had a couple of interesting conversations this morning, Oliver, at our Rotary Club meeting. And there was a nonprofit who shared, who works with a lot of the at-risk youth within our community. And they've asked me to be a part of helping to, you know, do some life coaching and entrepreneurial education and empowerment, which I love. It's just so exciting. So what what's what's one of the things that you would share with, your 20 year old self. I know you and I both talked about this. What would our lives look like if we would have got into entrepreneurship outside of high school? And, and I all believe, I, I believe personally, right. That, that our, our paths are very, not only very unique, but it's a big part of who we become. And I had to go on the journey that I personally went on. That's part of what got me to where I am today. But if you could look back, what would you say to your 20 year old self, or what would you say to these young up and coming entrepreneurs that want to go out there and make a name for themselves yet that we see all this volatility within the market and banks are failing. We just came through this 
three-year global world of craziness, what would you say to yourself and what would you say to them? I would say definitely uh, the, the tips that I would give myself would be like work on your mindset, have that positive, that growth mindset, and really, really like on a daily basis, read the books, be around people that have that, that type of mindset. Um, and don't, I mean, yeah, don't be around other people that, I mean, cause it's like a poison. They're like a cancer. If you're around people that, that don't think like you. So work on your mindset and then get a mentor, get a mentor, get, get some sort of coach, get somebody that, you know, has been there, done that, that it's, yeah. that is a couple of levels ahead of you that can teach you. So with the mindset and the right coaching, you know, there's, there's many more steps. I mean, I can add many more tips to it, but if you have that mindset, I mean, anything is possible. It'll open up all these doors and opportunities. And then with the right coaching and mentorship, then, I mean, you can do whatever you want, whatever kind of uh, business or um, investment or entrepreneurship ventures that you want to do Love that, that, that coach is going to be able to open up. And also the, 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 you know, another thing about coaches is that it's something that I really did not appreciate until recently, a couple mm-hmm. of years ago, that coaches are very powerful yeah. and it's not just the athletic coach, right? I mean, there's like all these different kinds of coaches. There's mindset coaches, there's business coaches, there's financial coaches, you name it. But the coaches, um, what they, I mean, I would say what they bring to the table is like a lot of people are like, well, I know what you, you know, I know what you're going to tell me is like, but if you know it, then why haven't you done it? Mm-hmm. The big key is that the accountability that a coach brings. Absolutely. They bring, the, they bring the expertise and they also bring the accountability. And then those two things are very key for anyone to, uh, to have success. So like those two things, uh, mindset and coaching would be, uh, something that I would definitely recommend and uh, tell myself uh, my younger version of myself. hundred <laughs> percent. I love that brother. And you, you mentioned something else too, and it really goes along the lines of proximity is power and who do we surround ourselves with? Right. And it doesn't mean, you know, it has to be the most successful man or woman out there. It just means that, right. People that share our mindset and vision of where we want to go can be so extraordinarily powerful. And that really ties into community, right? Who is, who is your community and community isn't just a local based thing, right? We're, we're building a community living like a bank is a community that's being created. And we want to bring in more and more people who become clients. I mean, let's face it. We have many clients who become agents because it works. They see it work in their own life and family. And they say, Hey, I want to help other people get out of debt. I want to help my own family get out of debt and learn how to bank like a bank so that they can retire with dignity. So it's huge mindset, uh, community. These things that you mentioned, Oliver, are so very, very powerful. So moving forward, as we're building this community and as we're building this awareness, because a huge part of this, whether it's uh, legacy, whether it's estate planning, because to this day, myself having a decade plus history in estate planning, there's still a lot of misinformation or misconceptions out there, if you will, about the importance of having a living trust in place, why you need to properly draft a living trust and estate plan. So we're working hard to educate and inform people because until you have that education, right? Until we read Think and Grow Rich, Oliver, until we read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, we didn't have the opportunity 
to empower ourselves and implement that knowledge. But once we read it, we did. So this movement's happening and awareness is growing. But in your, in your personal mind, what is it that you really want to focus in on? What is your strategy that you feel is the best way or what do you currently do in the way that you share this with other people out there so they can have the opportunity to learn how to live like a bank? I think sharing uh, this knowledge in the way that, you know, people can understand, again, um, sharing because I care. You know, I want to empower people. I want to give people hope. And I want to show them that there's a better way, that there's a better way of doing it. And then this is a tool that that uh, I found to be very helpful. And I've seen, you know, I've done I've read all the books I've read. You know, I've seen all the YouTube videos. You know, I've met a lot of people that are that are using it. And it's a very powerful tool. So my 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 goal or my mission is to empower my clients and empower more people. I want to have a positive impact. And, you know, help my immediate circle and also people everywhere, everyone who wants to learn about, you know, how it works. Uh, but, you know, again, everyone has their own different style. Everyone has like, you know, uh, it, certain people resonate better with others. So I know that one person can't do it all. And I know it's, it's a team effort. It's a community effort. So I want to do my part and, you know, educating the people that will resonate with me that will be open to like listening to what I have to say and the way I teach it and the way I present it. And that's something that, uh, yeah, it's my mission to, to do that because I really believe that debt and retirement and finances are the biggest stressor out there for families, creates divorces, yeah. it creates all this stress, health problems. I mean, you name it. You know, ask me how I know. I mean, I mean, I've, I've gone through it all yep. and I've seen it all. And I know it's a major problem that uh, if we can just tackle that, I think, you know, it'll improve the quality of life of many people, many families. So if I can just have that little impact and be able to share my information, uh, I think I'd be honored to do that. I love that, Oliver. So powerful. And there's an element of resilience that I think as part of the entrepreneurial DNA and everything that we've gone through, like you said, we've, you know, we've seen our health compromise. We've faced that stress, the pressure, the burden. We know because we've been there, guys, we've lived through that. Yeah. And it's, it's not fun to watch a family member go through probate. It's not fun to say, to get that phone call and says, Hey, I can't pay my mortgage this month. I don't know if I'm going to have my electricity turned off. I mean, this is real everyday life stuff that's not getting any easier with the rising, you know, cost of living today and just, you know, going to the grocery store, right? Oliver for a family of four for us, my wife and our two kiddos, it's just like, are you serious? You, you spent that? You just, it's crazy. So how are we going to stay ahead of that? Not just survive, but have the opportunity to thrive. And that's what we're really trying to get across you guys. So Oliver, as always, brother, man, such a joy to, to chat with you, to hear your heart. Thank you for bringing the, the rich wisdom and experience that you've brought to us today. And uh, just a couple closing statements that you'd like to leave with people for us. Well, first of all, uh, thank you, Caleb. Thank you for inviting me to this uh, amazing program that you have. And this is, you know, this, you're adding a lot of value to, to a lot of people's lives with this. So thank you for making the show and thank you for inviting me. And, you know, I just want to basically um, 
leave with this note saying like, you know, you need to um, make a decision, make a decision and don't do like what I did. And, you know, there's all this information out there uh, in books, on the Internet, YouTube, you name it. Right. I mean, there's all this information out there, but don't wait. Don't wait for tomorrow. Don't wait for the next year or five years because, you know, you don't know if you're going to have another five years or 10 years. Please don't wait. And, you know, I'm not saying necessarily talk to us, but talk to someone. Yeah. Find a coach. Find someone that knows more and somebody that's going to help you implement these strategies. Uh, that's that's what I want to leave because, like, you know, you never know. Like, you never know what's going to happen tomorrow. So please don't wait. Word. That's, Thank that's you. my last uh, comment for everyone. Thank you for that, Oliver. Guys. Getting into action always trumps procrastination. So if you don't want to dwell in the fear, if you, if you feel like fear is starting to paralyze you, get into action. Just like Oliver said, go talk to somebody, reach out to us. We're here. We want, it, it all starts with the education. You can't yes. do what you don't know how to do and what you don't know can hurt you. Guys, as always, appreciate you tuning in today. You can follow us on all podcast channels across the bank, living like a bank, whether you use Apple, Google, whatever you're using, reach out, follow us, connect with us. Please share this podcast with somebody you know as a, as a lifeline of hope and encouragement, because ultimately that's what we're here to do is to bring you hope, to be a light in the darkness. I don't know that things will get easier, but we can get stronger together. You guys take care. Exactly. Thanks again, Oliver. Thank you, Caleb. Thanks for tuning into the show. Please be sure you subscribe on YouTube or the podcast on anchor.fm and follow me on social media at Metalpreneur. If you're ready to talk about building your own bank, use the QR code or go to rebrand.ly slash build a bank. Be sure and join us for the next broadcast as together we learn to live and operate just like the banks do.